Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. You know what that means. It's uh, the Mark Order Podcast here on the Shining Wizards Network. And boy, oh boy, I don't want... Shlong, if I can quote Mr. Andy Bernard, I don't want the drama. The drama! You quote Andy Bernard, I quote Mary J. Blige, no more drama. We don't want no drama. Oh my goodness. We have a lot to talk about. I, do, I think we should start with the most important thing, though, for everyone listening. Paint matter suspended until further notice. Say that again? I'm sorry. Paint matter suspended until further notice. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought that we had already settled that with everybody. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Matt was sitting at home, and Kate decided to kick his door in and attack him. So, I mean... To be honest, I kind of side with with Matt, but it's okay. Me too, but it happens. Um, so uh, tonight it's the two live crew of the Mark Order podcast. That's two, 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 two for me, two for you. This guy over here, Ryan Schlong. I'm on the wrong side tonight. That's why I was doing this. And now it's throwing me off. Well, that's fine. We can switch it. There we go. Ah, ah insane asylum. There he is. Well, uh, listen, we've got a ton to talk about. It was a it was a long weekend, a very long weekend to Wednesday night. Um, but Schlong, how uh, how was your uh, how was your Labor Day? Did you labor? No, you don't labor on Labor Day. You celebrate your labors. So let me think. It was good. I had a family barbecue. So that on Sunday. So, so you had to exit the premises. No, well, yeah, but like, I don't, I see, here's the argument. I don't ever consider going to family, leaving, like doing, like leaving. So I do that far more than people know, but I don't put that as like, oh, I've done something. Okay. I mean, you did leave your residence, so technically you left. I've left my residence multiple times. I went to Greg's too. Oh, that guy. All right. Yeah. But we had a family barbecue. I do the cooking. So we did that. So you have to go because if you don't go, nobody will eat. Yeah, I, I do all the the grilling and the, the cooking and the well, I don't do the cleaning. Um no, that's good. It's a deal. I don't you know, give me some sure. break. How about yourself? What'd you guys do? Honestly, we didn't do anything. Uh the little guy came down with like a cold, so <sighs> we stayed home. Well, let me rephrase that. We were supposed to go to my family's for a barbecue, but because um, my niece and nephew would have been there. We didn't want to get them sick for their first day of school. So uh, we did not go to the barbecue. 
we did go out and do a couple other things. Nothing major. Had to do a little back to school shopping. I, I, as far as I know, I think it was Monday night. You did something major. Monday night, I did something major. Monday night? It, was it Tuesday night? Are you talking about Rammstein? Yeah, which night was that? I don't. Oh, know that was anymore. last night. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, after the holiday. But yes, uh, Mrs. Money is a huge Rammstein fan, and I'm probably saying it wrong. Do, She's not do listening. Hush. Do hush me. Yes. Um, I knew very few songs. Um, Marky Mark Kayfabe, did anyone uh, get an AEW shop exclusive Sheeta? Yeah, me neither. Sorry, Marky Mark Kayfabe. A millionaire Matt and an Amp Money certainly secured that bag. Uh, sorry. I'm surprised you knew who bit. she was to buy her. All I saw was exclusive, and I didn't even see anything that came after it. I was just like, she got it. She must be someone. Got it. Maybe one day somebody else will say, I remember who that was and pay me money for it. Um, anyway, Mrs. Money is a is a big Rammstein fan. So uh, we had tickets. Schlong, this was like two years in the making. They were supposed to come around, you know, like during the pandemic. And then I think it got delayed one more time. And if anybody knows anything about um, Rammstein, they don't make many trips over because their whole production is just gigantic. I think I read something like their whole stage set and all their shit schlong took like, I don't know, four or five 747s to get it over from Europe. And then they've been trucking it around the United States on like nine, you know, tractor trailers. It's a it was a massive fucking set and it's a stadium tour because they are blasting fire uh, into the air. How Uh, full is their stadium? Well, it's it's it was hard to tell last night because here in New Jersey, it was fucking pouring all day. We were not missing this show. Uh, Mrs. Money had tickets in what were called the fire section. And that is you're so close to the stage. They're like, you feel the fucking fire. And I can assure you, we felt the fire. Um, was it hot then? It was like warm hot, when like they were blasting show. fire. But they weren't blasting it like the whole time. That's kind of the one thing I said to Mrs. Money. I'm like, listen, I, uh, I'm a little disappointed because like a lot of the things on social, like if you saw on Facebook, they were doing social ads, like bring your SPF. It's going to be hot in the fire section. Like it wasn't that much fire. I kind of wish there was, maybe it was because of the rain. I don't know, but um, it did rain like all fucking day. And for a good portion of the night, we were lucky enough. I said, we're going and buying real ponchos, not those cheap plastic pieces of shit. This will be the best $7 you've ever spent. And it it was. We stayed dry pretty much the whole night. Uh, and then it tapered off. The show is a lot of fun. I don't know a lot of their catalog. It's just they're not a band I'm super into. I appreciate what they do. The stage show is very impressive. Um, but this is like one of Mrs. Money's favorites of like all time. So she just she loved it. I said, was the set good? Because I really couldn't tell. She said, yes, it was a lot of old stuff. So. Yeah, I know one song. Do Host? Yeah, because they used to play it when the Flyers would come out to warm up on the ice. You know, I know Do Host. I knew a couple other songs, too, from a couple of their other albums. Uh, I couldn't 
I couldn't give you the names. I honestly don't know the names, but like, I know, like, I think there's one links. Like I know that one. Um, but I can't tell you what the fuck they're saying, dude. It's all in German and I've never looked it up. They're just um, seeing 99 red balloons over and over. You want to know something that I thought was a little weird, Schlong? I said to Mrs. Money, who's opening? Because I wasn't sure. Like, first of all, I was just worried that it was going to be so wet. They weren't going to be able to play. And I was just like, please don't let there be thunder or lightning. Because then they'll just cancel this shit right out. Um, So I said to Mrs. Money, who's opening? Because I was like, maybe they're going to cancel the opener. Or maybe we'll go in late. And I don't remember who it was, but what I thought was very weird, Schlong, it was these two French women who played piano versions of Rammstein songs. So weird. So you opened, when you got there, they were actually playing Rammstein music through the PA. Then you saw these two French ladies playing piano Rammstein and then like a two hour show from them. It was just a lot. I was just like, that's kind of weird. That's like, you know, listening to the band in the parking lot while you're tailgating. You know what I mean? That is so weird. I'm trying to think about like what that would be. Cause, cause also like that's such a different vibe. It was weird for me. I was just like, I'm going to be listening to this shit all night. Like I don't need to hear piano versions of it. But, but this is weird, too. even if like you were a big fan, like that's such a different vibe. Mrs. Money said that, you know, they know the audience and what they want and they want Rammstein. So they gave them. See, I don't. Rammstein, I, I can love a band a lot. I don't they weren't need... playing to me. I know that much, but I don't need a band covering the band I'm going to see. Yeah, no, you're right. You're Absolutely right. Eric Freeds wanted to know if uh, Mini Money went. Uh, he did not. It's a school night. He's in school now. That's the other thing, Schlong. This was the first, first day of real school. We started kindergarten this year. God. How long so, is his kindergarten all day? All day. Well, all day is like 830 to 3 o'clock. I mean, he's, that's he's for spent, school. That's full day. He spent longer days actually in preschool. Cause he was in preschool till like five o'clock and then we'd pick him up. Yeah. But preschool is basically less daycare. structured. It's you basically know, like a daycare. lot more. Yeah. Yeah. See my kindergarten was half days. Nope. He's all day, baby all day, uh, every day, except for holidays. It's and, tough. um, and it, the funny thing is, um, he was saying like, I'm nervous. And I was like, dude, you're just saying what you think you should be saying. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're not nervous. And then he kept, so we're there and we're waiting, you know, like outside before he can go in. And, uh, he's going, you know, I don't think I need to go to school. We can just go home. And we're like, you're going to school. And, you know, he's like, no, it's good. Like, I know enough. Like, I don't need to go to school. And then his teacher opened the door and was like, all right, happy first day everybody you know go in and find your seat and he just started to go and i was like whoa 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 like no goodbye nothing like that and then he was like oh yeah see you later he like said goodbye he went right in he loved it he had a great day so i just love the idea of a first grader being like i know enough i, I don't i don't need to to go to this. oh you give him a lot of credit kindergarten oh yeah that's right sorry kindergarten no, it's all right yeah, yeah. The ball, even though we right? just said it in my head, I thought at least first grade, but no, you're right. Just be like, yeah, I know enough. I can't 
you do math or read really that well or <laughs> but I know enough. <laughs> I know enough about the world. Uh I know how to turn on the TV and find what I want to watch on Netflix. I guess that's all you need to worry about. But honestly, if you can order from apps and and watch netflix what else do you need to do i guess you're right so it was an eventful weekend for us even though we didn't really do too much uh because he was under the weather we just tried to get him to first day of school uh as as feeling as good as we could so things were good day two is today still loved it he came home speaking spanish and i was like you had spanish class today and he goes see (laughs) did you have spanish in school no you want to know either. something? I'll I'll drop some some realness on you. When I went uh, K through eight, I didn't have an option. I was in Catholic school. Same here. Um, that was not my choice. High school, I went to a Catholic school, an all boys Catholic mm-hmm. school. That was my choice. Uh, I wanted to go because most of my friends were going. Plus, it was like one of those places where it's like, you know, maybe I'll play football and something will go on. Um, didn't obviously work out. I didn't really love it enough. And then, uh, you know, the the name of the school you went to was enough cachet that the ladies, you know, you didn't have a problem. Wait, did you go to one of those schools? What There's like a few of them schools? in Jersey. Yep. Okay. I yep. don't want to like call it out, but I, no. I have a feeling. I you know, know where. One. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so, went to, I went to a Catholic grade, uh, grade school, too. So I didn't have uh, I didn't have uh, like Spanish. I remember towards the end of um, my reign uh, at my Catholic grammar school, they said, we've got to start teaching some sort of foreign language. They chose Latin. Well, Catholic. Oh, my God. I was just like, why are we doing this? So actually, I remember this, too. In seventh grade, they decided that they needed to start teaching us Spanish, but it was not an everyday class. It was mm-hmm. not an every week class. It was like a once a month class. Well, I, I would question if anyone could learn Spanish yeah. once a month. And then I took it in high school for two years and just learned enough to get through the tests and then forgot it instantly. I didn't even take Spanish in high school. I took Italian. I had a choice of like Italian, French, Spanish or German. And I was not taking German. I was not taking French. The smart choice would have been Spanish. I took Italian. Uh, we had Spanish, know. Latin, and French. And I the Spanish also, teachers were the easiest teachers. I think there was also Latin in high school, too. But I don't if know. you went to a Catholic high school, I guarantee there was Latin. Probably. I chose the easier teacher, and I made a great call because I had the same teacher for two years. She loved me. She couldn't understand my handwriting. So when she would check homework, I would just scribble because it looked the same as if I had written something. Sure. So I never had to do homework. It was the greatest class I ever took. And then my sophomore year, we convinced her that showing movies every Friday was just the right way to do it. Show them in English with Spanish subtitles. Oh, my God. That sounds fun. Man, uh, Eric Fried's also asking, did all the uh, did those all boys schools get paired with the all girls schools at dances? No, but we did get our fair share of all girls school dances that we got invited to. That was fun. I went to boy and girl Catholic school or high school, so we didn't have to do that. Where'd you go? Did you go down in Philly or did you go in New Jersey? Jersey. You went in Jersey? All right. Yeah. We'll compare you would, you would probably, again, I'm not putting it out there, but you, you would have yeah. heard of us. We'll compare For certain sports, we were very good. 
for other sports, not so much, but for yeah. certain ones, very good. We certainly were too. We had we there's like two big ones when I was there. Three Dude, actually. Basketball and wrestling were our two really big ones. We were we were pretty good in wrestling, but I don't think we ever threw down like a ton of champions. But our big ones were baseball, basketball, soccer. Okay. Those were our big ones. All right, that changes who I think you are then. Because there's, there's a couple. You know that guy, right? His his alma yeah. mater. Like, yeah. I would oh. Yep. Okay. There you go. Anyway, um, enough of this. Shame nothing interesting happened in wrestling this weekend. No, that's why we're just killing time because nothing happened. You know what? Let's just let's get to it. And I'm glad Ryan actually you had a good weekend. Uh, and uh, actually, for everybody, programming note for everybody: in two weeks, we're going to be at Grand Slam. So in two weeks, we'll be off Wednesday. We'll try to figure out when we're going to do this. Probably Thursday. That's usually what we've done in the past, right? Schlong, like we did it the next day. Yeah. So we'll try to do a recap on Thursday and kind of talk about our trip. Uh, and Shlong, I don't know if you know this. Next week, I'm not going to be here. So, um, so unfortunately, neither. So we we need to uh, work on well, this programming. Oh boy. Well, uh, I can tell you this. Uh, I'm being sent across the country, and I was going to leave you kids in charge again, and I was going to leave you twenty bucks for pizza. I am going to be up in a. Uh where we'll be close to where we'll be for a grand slam for a work thing. Oh, really? So, yeah. And I probably won't get back till midnight or later. So oh God. you should just stay over, charge it to your business. They're, they're getting me a car. So, oh, all right, look at that. Well, you know what it is. They have to, someone has to be back at the office the next morning for something big. Oh, I so it's kind of like, we can't stay over. I mean, I could, but, so it uh, looks like we might do Thursday two weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm not going to be here Thursday, so that would be. Up I mean, to but you even and, still, I can grab. Like, yeah, that'd be up to you and Kate the Great. Uh, yeah. Who? I mean, if Matt's around Wednesday, Matt and Kate can do it, but I don't. You never know with Matt. Yeah, no, probably not. Matt's schedule is still summer, especially with him taking time off for Grand mm-hmm. Slam and for stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'll be traveling. I'll be on the way to Chicago for the Riot Fest. So. Uh, Mike Peterson's going to get himself banned in the chat schlong. I'm not even going to bring that up. Oh, God, yeah. What Mike, a you're, gimmick you're, infringement. You're really, Jesus. You're really coming Push at in it. the envelope. We could put him on timeout. Last time we tried <laughs> that, we accidentally banned someone, so we're we just going to let that. <laughs> no, I know. That's so funny. Anyway, all right, let's get to it, schlong. A lot of shit happened over the weekend. There was a pay-per-view, regardless of what people may remember, There was a pay-per-view, and our plan was to cover the pay-per-view on the first half of this show and then talk about the fallout on Dynamite in the second half. All of that shit went out the window once the media scrum started. So at around 12.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time, the pay-per-view didn't matter at all anymore. If you really want to talk about pieces of pay-per-view, go ahead. We banned Mike. (laughs) Oh, good. Wait, then how do you get back in? Ban him again. You're banned, Mike. You just you just got yourself banned a second time. Right? You just have to enforce it yourself. We expect some honesty out of you. Um, so, so Shlong, there are certainly a few things I want to talk about as far as the pay-per-view goes. We don't have to go through every single match. Um, but I, I certainly want to touch on a couple things with the pay-per-view that I just sort of am a, a little not. I just didn't understand fully. 
but certainly we want to spend the um we we want to spend the time talking about what happened afterwards and all of this real life drama bullshit that's happening. So Schlong, first things first, the pay-per-view itself, we knew it was going to be a marathon, right? Seven o'clock to midnight. The card was promising. And here's what I can tell you. My takeaway of this pay-per-view. The wrestling was pretty good. I don't think I had a, a, I don't think I had a problem with the wrestling product that was on the screen. Everybody seemed to do a good job. I'm going to actually, mm, I'm going to put an asterisk next to that because I could tell you when I found out uh, or when I realized this night was going to be off to a, sort of a, a terrible start. There was a bad omen right off the bat. And it's when Ruby Soho almost got herself killed like eight times by Tay Conti or I'm sorry, Tay Mello, and then got her nose broken in the finisher of that fucking match. That's when I knew we were in for a weird fucking night. Um, that that head bump looks scary. But then to see her break her nose and to know instantly it was truly broken because she couldn't even get in the right position to be pinned. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. I said it to Mrs. Money. We were sitting there watching it. Uh, and I said, holy shit, she just broke her nose. And I mean, you could tell that she wasn't playing because she couldn't even get on her back. Um, that's when I knew we were off to a bad start. So, again, didn't necessarily have a problem with the with the wrestling on screen, except for that, right? There were a couple other things that maybe were a little messy, but for the most part, the wrestling was good. Schlong, for the life of me, the booking for this pay-per-view, I didn't understand a lot of it. Well, I, I lucky just, for you, half of it no longer matters. It doesn't matter, right. So, but I just don't, I like, have... I, real quick, and then I, I want to throw it to you, but just so you know, like, the Jade Cargill Athena, I don't understand that fucking booking. The um, Christian Cage Jungle Boy thing, don't understand that booking. I get that Christian's hurt and he needs surgery, right? But I don't understand the booking. I don't understand the story with Luchasaurus anymore. That's bullshit. I don't understand uh, the Ricky Starks Powerhouse Hobbs thing. Uh, I didn't understand the Danielson Jericho thing. Like, I just don't understand half of this booking didn't make sense to me. You're right. It doesn't matter anymore, but I just don't understand. They built these stories. Then all of a sudden it's just kind of like they threw it out the window to me. It just was weird. So yes, this card was broken up into a couple things. One, all great for the exception of Ruby almost dying, all great matches with, I think some booking I like I understood some I didn't. I'm with you on Jade and Athena. Listen, they hadn't built that feud up properly to begin with. They let it die. There should have been a lot more heat on it. But I just don't know where you go with Jade at this point. That's the problem. That's my point. Who do you feed her? Like, she's beaten everyone at least once. I mean, I guess maybe the only thought I have, and it's coming to me just literally just this second, is if you do split Hater and Baker up, and you let Hater win the feud with Baker, Hater could take it from cargo haters big she's got the strength yeah. but you're talking a while down the road because you have to get through a feud with baker first yeah so that's that's there's that one then I'm trying to go down this the the starks and hobbs one having read fightful selects thing today saying that like one that was not actually supposed they don't think that was actually supposed to be like 
as squashy as it was. That time that match had more time booked out for it, and they just didn't use it. Um, and two, Hobbs is supposed to get a push. While I think Starks is the one that's the star right now, at least I can at least stomach that Hobbs is awesome and and okay if you want right. to push him. And if you tell me the wrestlers made the call on a shorter match, I feel a little bit differently towards it because it's like well, that's not really anyone in the back's fault. Why would the wrestlers make that match shorter? But whatever. That one is of uh, the questionable ones, the least questionable because like at least they're both young guys who can who can get a push. Right. And that's that's not my my problem. I just don't understand now what this whole story was supposed to tell us. Right. Like you had yeah. you had Ricky get get his ass beat up a few times because of powerhouse Hobbs. You know, Hobbs turned on him. This was supposed to be Starks' moment. What happened? That You know what I mean? I, like, I, I just don't understand. I fully agree. Now, they unfortunately have gone into the trope of multiple matches. They avoided that from the beginning. They got into that a little bit more, which part of me hates, part of me understands, because it's a lot easier to do a feud if you get... Because they don't do too many. They're about two or three, unless Chris Jericho is involved. But typically, it's about two or three matches, and then it's done. And I, So that's not too many. So there's a, there's a good chance they do this again and again, and, and Starks comes out on top. But we'll see. Um, Jericho versus Danielson. <sighs> I think Danielson gets his win back in the tournament. I mean, but that, that that's that wasn't planned, right? Like, however, I think the story has always been about Garcia and Jericho cheated and won, and that was the whole point. So I'm willing because uh. Danielson doesn't have to like Danielson is a guy who doesn't have to be built up. He's already there. Right. I'm willing to accept him taking a dirty loss because Garcia's storyline is amazing. But I agree with you. It, it was it was odd in the moment. It just feels weird. Like it feels like that should have been resolved. And it's not. Yeah. Now the Swerve in Our Glory versus Acclaimed was awesome. Match of the night. No question. Match of the, match of the weekend, in my opinion. And I can't wait for that rematch. Yep. At Arthur Ashe, which we will see. I um, I said it as soon as that match ended. They're going to run this back. They have to run this back at Arthur Ashe in front of a hometown yeah. crowd. You can't call the audible during the match. No. Because you have, like, Tony needs time. Whoever's Tony booking, whoever the right, they need time to go, okay, if the claim to win, what is after? Like, you have to develop the story after. Now, there's some, there's some people online kind of cute in people so i'm not like will washington a fightful who's very cute in and all kind of being like he thinks it might have been the plan all along because you kind of started to see the the heel turnings of swerve in our glory during the match so he his belief might be that they knew all along that acclaimed would get super loud cheers it's an interesting theory i mean mm. but that was booked fine i have no absolutely no issues with that i had no issues with yeah me neither i i didn't have i didn't have a problem just so you know, that that I didn't have a problem with the Swerve in Our Glory retaining. I didn't think it was necessarily time for the acclaim, but they're so over now. It's almost like hard to ignore. And they're good. I mean, they're, they, they, listen, they put on an amazing match. So you can't even say they're not good wrestlers. They just had an amazing match. Yeah. But granted, absolutely. they were in the ring with two amazing wrestlers, but still. Um, I'm trying to think what. Oh, Tony Storm beating, um, winning that match was fine. I love the story that came out of it. I think the Britt Baker. Jamie Hader breakup is great. Tony Storm deserved the belt. I thought it was actually a really fun match. 
Yeah, um, and it it sort of had to go that way, right? Like it yeah. it it had to go that way because you have to now at some point get Thunder Rosa Tony Storm. That was yeah. supposed to be the match, so you've got to get back and, there. And you can actually now have a pretty hot feud on that with both of them having a belt. Um, yeah, and and Tony Storm sort of throwing Thunder Rosa under the bus during the presser too. Boy, what the fuck was in the water after after that pay per view? Yeah. Because we'll she there. was asked uh, about the interim title. Well, this this point oh, yeah, is the yeah. only thing I'll say about you know Tony Storm. But Tony Storm uh, was asked about um, you know sort of the interim label being attached to her championship, and she said, "Quote: I mean, it's not ideal, but Thunder Rosa says she's injured. Injured. Okay, so when she says she's not injured, she can come back and lose to me, and that will be the end of it." Just sort of weird to be like, she says she's injured. See, I took that one as kayfabe, as like putting the groundwork for this feud. Um, The reason, the problem is because of Punk's presser, no one's looking at anything in a kayfabe sense. Like everything there came out so real that people are like, well, this has to be real too. And there's heat on Thunder Rosa to me, Tony storm that just read Tony storm being like, this is like, we're going to have a feud when she comes back. Let me, let me lay the foundations of what, what I'm going to say about her, which is that she was ducking me. The only weird thing though, Schlong is that that, that had been a prevailing rumor um, before she, Oh yeah. But you know, Tony storm saw the rumor. So like, yeah, it's just, it was just very, it was a very odd response um, yeah. in that moment. And, then, and I even remember thinking before any of the other stuff happened, I just remember thinking to myself in that moment, Ooh, maybe shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you had Malachi black. You had house of black lose to Miro, which at the time I did not understand. Now I do. Apparently sure. he's been granted conditional release. Yep. That's right. That came out, uh, that, that I actually had, I wanted to talk about here as well. So it did come out today. Um, well, what happened at the pay-per-view that actually didn't get seen on TV, it was just for the live crowd. After they lost the match, house of black walked up the ramp, they hugged each other. And then Malachi black turned around sort of blue kisses to the audience and then took a bow and then left. And, um, you know, the other weird thing, Schlong, was when they announced Full Gear, I actually, like, rew- or did I rewind or did I just go back afterward and find the commercial? But either way, I went back and looked at the commercial that they aired for Full Gear. They have the House of Black in that ad, but not Malachi Black. It's it's very oh. weird. Like, it's just, um, uh, you know, Buddy. Brody, uh, Buddy and, and Julia. Yeah, I I mean, here's the thing. His seems to be a person, not like a per, like a family issue or anything, but like a personal issue of like a crossroads of his life type situation. I don't want to speak to it. Just what you hear out there is that seems to be what it is. Um, yeah, I think I think if they if he just wanted to be out of the company to go work for WWE, I think they probably would just cut him loose. I don't think they're ones to hold on for that. So I think to do conditional means like he's saying it's not because of that. So they're like, okay, then we'll let you go, but we're still going to protect ourselves so that you don't like sure lie to us and just show up. But and I, I think they have to protect themselves, right? Like yeah. you have to, um, 
But that was that was just to to sort of jump back. That was the rumor. The rumor was that AEW had denied a prominent roster member their release. Um, and people thought it could have been Mal- Malachi Black. Like he had tweeted or put out some cryptic stuff about the past two years and maybe not being happy with booking or his story or his character, which is sort of weird because I thought he had full say over his character uh, and I thought his character was good. Um, but then he says, sort of said goodbye at the crowd and um, uh, Malachi Black has received a highly conditional. The the word is a highly conditional release or is, you know, done with the company for the for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, the conditions at this time, I don't think are known of the release. Um, he's been. But I he, bet you we could figure him out. We probably could, but he also pulled himself off of an indie booking later, like this month or this week. Um, so it, it, you know, it's might not be that he, you know, it, it you know, to wrestle. It doesn't for sound like else, he's just right? unhappy yeah. with AEW and wants out of AEW. No, this sounds the like there's a whole that, lot more going on. Yeah. The rumor is that he's got a pressing personal issue that you know, is maybe he's got to prioritize his mental health. And the rumor is he may be done wrestling for good, you know, sort of the way Gresham put it, right? Like when Gresham said, I want to be released, he sort of, it was sort of the same, right? He was like, I got to focus on my mental health and I may never come back, you know? So listen, these guys, uh, yeah, that was, uh, listen, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, He's not, you know, in the same place as his, uh, his significant other. And, um, you know, while this schedule is better, uh, you know, seemingly it could be better. You're not on the road all the time, every day wrestling, you know, four or five times a week. Um, it's still not for everybody. It's got to be tough, you know. Um, so hopefully he's taking a break, working on some personal things and mental issues and getting himself healthy hopefully he's not done forever because I think he's a really, really good wrestling talent. He's a lot of fun to watch in the ring. We got to see him wrestle a couple times live. Yeah, listen, I'd rather, I don't want him out of wrestling. So if it means he's got to go back to WWE to be happy or whatever, just work generic indies. Fine. Because he is just so phenomenally talented that I, I just don't want him gone, but he needs to do whatever is right for him because that's, yeah. All right. So we've we've addressed one, two issues. I guess it's time to wa- talk about why we didn't talk about the two big things on the card, which were the trios title and the main and the heavyweight title. Well, I'll say this about the matches: the trios title match I thought was phenomenal. I thought that was done really well. And it's like, what do you, you know, I almost feel like, well, duh, look who's in that match, right? The Bucks and Kenny and then Hangman and, you know, uh, the Beaver Boys. So, you know, um, it's like, no shit, that's going to be a good match. And uh, I think we all knew the way it was going to go, right? Uh, Yeah. You know, it could have gone to Hangman and, and, you know, the Dark Order, but I think we all knew it was going to go that way. I thought that match was phenomenal. Um, main event, I think we all knew the outcome of that was going to be CM Punk. Again, the booking logic, I sort of don't understand. I get what they were trying to do at the time, like have him win and be an uber baby face in Chicago. And then you'd obviously Uh, have 
with with MJF coming out at the end right. and have it lined up him versus which we didn't talk about because I feel oh. we'll talk about more like when we yeah, get into dynamite tonight we can talk more about the whole MJF thing. We we certainly can, but I will say this, the way that they unveiled all of that, I did not like that at all. I, See, I did. I hate it cuz the th- I I I liked it, but that's I think that's pick your poison like not pick your poison but teach their own on that one. I I th- I thought it was fun. I just felt like it was a cheap finish to that ladder match, you know what I mean? Like I felt like it was a pretty good match and then you know, we get Yeah, we but I I liked the idea that Stokely did it that he's been putting this group together to be MJF's like basically his enforcers. It feels like, but we still don't know that. And we'll talk about that tonight. Cause yeah. we did hear quote unquote from Stoke. But anyway, the, the whole punk thing, we understood why that was going to go that way, but still I didn't, I didn't necessarily love it. Cause I'm of, I'm of the mindset long. Like there didn't need to be a holdover title reign. Like, it just didn't make sense. I don't know if it was maybe in some sort of way, you know, and the rumor was that Moxley had to talk Punk into it, right? The whole thing. But maybe part of it was the decision to make Mox happy because he didn't necessarily love that interim title. So maybe it was like, well, we'll have him be a two-time, an official two-time champion in the record book, and then he'll drop it at the pay-per-view. Well, none of it fucking matters anymore. None of it goddamn matters. So, Schlong, for those who may be living under a rock, uh, I tend to watch the media scrum as they happen live. I'm up. I'm watching it. It was an off day the next day anyway. So I had it pulled up. I was waiting for it to start. And they had the music rolling over it. And then all of a sudden, you just heard CM Punk start talking. And the picture was behind. Like, the picture didn't come on yet. But he just started talking. And um, it literally all all I heard it start with was Scott Colton. That's when I realized that it was alive. And um, I think basically what had happened was that, you know, like he somehow asked somebody like, are you friends with? So I think Denise Salcedo caught the whole thing. She put it up live. So what I did see, it, I think it was her I watched on. So I want to give it a shout out to where I actually caught the whole video from. Um, it's on her personal YouTube or whatever she is, Denise Salcedo. The gentleman, Nick, forget his last name, had done, asked a, was about to ask a question. He had done at some point improv with Colt Cabana. They're not friends. They don't talk regularly. At right. one point in time, they were part of the same like improv group or not even improv group, improv school. So as soon as Nick went to ask a question, Colt, um, Punk was like, you're friends with Colt Cabana and went, off yeah literally it started up and i'm not gonna read the whole thing i have the whole thing transcript you know but i'm not reading it it's too fucking long but literally it opened up on their feed with i haven't had anything to do with scott colton for almost a decade probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that it's fucking unfortunate that i have to come up here and speak on this when i'm on my time and this is a fucking business why I'm a grown ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with um, somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt never would have. And then he continues to go on and on about what happened with Colt Cabana and paying him and his mother, you know, a bank account that was shared with his mother. And that tells you the kind of person 
you know, he's going to be like, or that he was like, it just, so long I sat there and watched it and I was just like, this is fucking weird. It, it just, I, it, it was out of nowhere. And I get, I get sort of why I, he addressed it. Right. Because all this stuff sort of came up, but it was not the way to address. No, see, it. here's the thing. Like I get, he feels slighted that this got brought up into not just, not just promos that people have said, but also like there was that story that he's the reason that Cole Cabana got moved, was going to get fired and eventually got moved to ROH. And, and he, right. he, from what I understand, actually did not do that from what, from what I'm being, from what right. he's been said. Right. And I get that. And that, and that's why I'm saying I would understand why if he chose to address it, he would, but this would is you not come out with a written it. statement. You come out with a statement basically saying so that someone can read it proofread it and be like you're not even going to speak to it you're just going to release it on your twitter i had nothing to do with it i had no like and that way it's said and done or schlong i would have even i would have even been okay with him if he came out with something that had been written and said hey uh first and foremost i want to read this statement and this is going to be the last time i address it that most people i'd say read it for him, I'd say just put it on Twitter because he's so emotional and he likes to go off on his tangents that he would he should have known himself well enough to know, like, I'm safer just posting it and then saying at the bottom of the post, I will never discuss this again. Yeah. And then he could have just he could because he could have just said from then on, see my Twitter, see my Twitter. It would have been fine enough. The rant, but but the thing about it is the rant would have been weird. It would have been newsworthy, but it wouldn't have been what it was until he got to the hangman and the elite where he literally just shit on them. So fucking, and actually MJF a bit where he just shit on them. So fucking hard. Yeah, it was, um, it, it, it was, uh, it was weird. He did say, and, and to call your point up about Hangman, he said, what did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. It's not Tony. It's not Tony Khan's. He might have said TK uh, position to make it very fucking clear. Um. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stick up for that guy more than anybody. Okay. I paid his bills until I didn't. And it was my decision not to. I mean, and then he goes on. I don't have the quote in front of me, but he does go on to talk about hangman Adam page. Uh, well, he, while he doesn't, um, he well, says he doesn't deal- necessarily call him by name. He yeah, does, no. you know, start talking basically about the fact that, like, you know, there's people in the back who think they know better. Because um, Hangman did an interview where he said, like, why should I have to listen to these guys? And he said the EVPs are stepping on their dick. Um, he said MJF was a dick. He said MJF, he goes, the grass is always greener. The grass isn't always green, it's where you water, and MJF Waters says was shit, which may have been the only part that was kayfabe, but it might not have been because he was working in a lot of real feelings on that one. Right. Meanwhile, I, I someone pointed out Hangman and, and Punk actually aren't that far apart in terms of actual wrestling experience. 
Right. Because Punk took seven years off. Punk doesn't have that extra seven years on Hangman. So, like, when you put their actual timelines together, they're fairly close together. So why does Hangman have to sit there and be like, Punk, you are a god, tell me everything? Right. And his, uh, I, I actually, I found the quote where he was alluding to um, Hangman Adam Page. And the quote was, our locker room for all the wisdom and brilliance it has isn't worth shit when you have an empty-headed idiot who's never done anything in the business uh, in the business, do public interviews and say, I don't really take advice. Who the fuck do you think you are? You know, that's stupid. I'm on a team with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and I don't need to work on my swing. I'm not going to listen to these guys uh, that are going to tell me how to swing a base, uh, swing a baseball. F- fucking go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about it. I dare you to fucking say that to Terry Funk's face. I don't need to listen to you, Mr. Funk. I know what I'm doing. Fucking grow up. But that was punk. Punk I mean, was trying to do, do whatever I want. Listen, he left the WWE because he wasn't happy with his shit, you know, and okay. he decided to take his ball and go home. And that's fine. That's I mean, my whole fine. thing is. So there's a couple things about this, because then after the whole this fucking press conference where Tony Khan just sat there and I don't actually blame. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. A stronger personality might have cut it off real quick. Um. And been like, this is over. You know, Punk, you, 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 no, we're not doing this. But I also don't blame him because he was put in an extremely awkward situation. Because what you don't want to have happen is that you go to cut off Punk or end it. And then you end up getting in a fight with Punk in front of the reporters. Because sure. that's even worse. So after the whole fucking thing, Punk said, I'll be walking down the hall. You can come see me. Well, the, the elite went to see him. Mm-hmm. Bucks and Omega. Depending on whose story you listen to. There are different and, stories. Uh, punks and Steel's story, Ace Steel's going to be involved in this, is that the Punks, the, the Bucks and Omega kicked down his door. They started getting very aggressive. Ace Steel's wife was in there, so he lost his mind being like, "How the why the fuck are you coming after my wife? He definitely, I think, threw a chair and he bit Kenny Omega. That seems to be definitive in both stories. Um, Punk's story is that Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson threw the first punches in the Bucks Omega story. The door was out. The door was unlocked. They just opened it. They started yelling. Punk started throwing punches. Omega went to get the dog Larry out of the way because the dog was barking, going to be like trampled. And that's when Ace Steel went at him and then bit him, which everyone was laughing at because they said he bit me and everyone thought he went the dog. Listen. There's, I I don't I wasn't there. Well, and then and then the rumor is later that evening. So so just to keep with the the melee, and then we'll sort of give our take. So yes, that is an account of what happened. Again, it's all hearsay because nobody really has a full story. But the other thing too is that um, apparently they said Nick Jackson got rocked by a chair, and that he's all marked up. So you could tell that he was in a fight. Um, the other thing that I had read was that apparently Omega went to talk to punk. Like they actually talked without their fists, but it was not a fruitful conversation. So apparently things were not resolved even after they decided to throw punches at each other. Um, now fast forwarding to today, News did come out. Sports Illustrated reported that um, uh, 
there are suspensions for every person involved, and that would include people who were in the dressing room. Maybe who uh, it's unclear, Schlong, whether these were people who maybe were trying to break things up and couldn't, or maybe just didn't try to break things up. I don't know. But the list of those receiving suspensions includes Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. Um, CM Punk and Ace Steel will either be among the suspended or will no longer be with the company by the end of Wednesday, was reported this morning. And that Punk met with Khan on Tuesday, so the two had an opportunity to discuss how an exit could be handled. Now, the other thing that I had heard, again, this is all sort of like reporting through different sources. I don't know, Fightful, The Observer, everybody's sort of coming forward with with details. The rumor schlong was that there was a meeting today at four o'clock via Zoom with Punk and sort of a board of directors of some sort at AEW. Um, They're also saying that there's going to be a third party investigation into what happened. Now, it's not sure if they're talking about this melee, if they're talking about sort of all the shit that went on backstage with people taking sides and all that stuff, that's a little unclear. But what was certain was that Punk was in Chicago. He was not in Buffalo. So whatever meetings took place today, were not going to happen face to face. Um, so that was the early afternoon news. So Schlong hearing about all of this bullshit um what's your take <laughs> i'm not ignoring you by the way i was just making sure there was a um there wasn't any like news brought out between the time we started now because god knows what this story that could happen but nothing's out yeah i haven't um, seen anything yeah only because when you said by the end of wednesday i'm like oh shit i should go check <laughs> listen kate said it great on twitter none of us have ever been sued for millions by our best what someone we considered a best friend none of us had has ever been called out in a press conference none and none of us were there so those facts all all online however no one comes out looking good in this scenario and i think cm punk comes out looking the worst evps should not go whether they the door was locked unlocked they kicked it in they just opened it i don't care you do not go in an aggressive style like that. I understand he called, basically said, come talk to me. But anyone with common sense knows you go in there like that, there's going to be a fight. What you do is you set up a fucking meeting and say, you call Tony up and say, we want to have a talk with him, but we know this is going to be a fight. We're doing this the right way. So they are wrong. They That's not EVP behavior. They want to they be the EVPs. They want to be in power. You just don't act like that. That being said, what the fuck was Punk doing? Like, there, there's no reason for it. There was absolutely no one brought up the question. The, the situation had kind of died out. He had absolutely no reason to do this. And if you want to call out the, the Colcabana stuff, fine. You did not have to go out and bury the founders of your company. I mean, this yeah. company was built on the, their backs, plus Cody, who's no longer there. And to say they've never done anything. Meanwhile, they've sold out the Tokyo Dome. They were in ROH when ROH was its hottest. Mm-hmm. They've done shit in this business, Punk. Like, don't, don't disparage all that. It just, 
it's insane that he would go out and do that. And I get it. He might have legitimate grievances. I don't know. If, again, I'm not in the back room. I don't know what he said. It feels hypocritical to me a little bit to like get him get mad at what people say in a promo, unless he specifically went out of his way and being like, hey, don't say this. And then they say it because that's right. the story. But sure. My whole thing is there was never going to be a scenario where this is a good thing for the company to come out and air your out your dirty laundry like that unless and it's an uh, clearly not but unless it had been a work from the beginning like unless the plan was like hey guys i'm gonna come out and i'm gonna fucking bury you in a press conference and you guys are gonna fake fight me but we would know by today because you don't work at the boys like like that would have come out yeah. so like there's just yeah. no like he looks the worst because he started a situation and he had already gotten his comeuppance on the hangman by calling him out in a promo on tv which hangman could not respond. Right. I just, right. what about you? I mean, I just, I think he looks the worst of, of the people involved with this. Yes. He instigated this, you know, uh, he pulled it back up when it could have just died on the vine. Right. Like he decided to, to let it stick in his craw and then he had to call it back out. I think of the people involved. Yes. He is definitely, comes out looking the worst and i think i even said it i don't know if it was in in our group chat or if i said it somewhere else i know i definitely think i said on twitter these are fucking grown men who pretend to fight for a living grow the fuck up i, I would kill for a job like this that. but I don't, like, it's I, so dumb i just don't understand like i guess i'm the type of person that, like if you got this kind of fucking problem with me we're gonna talk and not and not fight, not go out like I'm not say I won't fight someone, fight, but like I don't think I would ever need to fight someone that I know on any type of personal level because everything because both sides have like there's there's reasonableness on both sides. Just say like, hey, yeah, this situation sucks. You don't know the whole story. Please stop bringing it up. It just makes me look bad. I really want to just be done with it. And they could say, fine, but you gotta you you can't go out and bury hangman like that. Sure. Boom that it's all done but but so punk comes out looking the worst of the people involved however it doesn't absolve the bucks or kenny at all in my brain you cannot respond physically if you're even if you're being instigated that's not how things work in fucking life it's just not it's no, I ridiculous agree. Like, i try to remember that like i remember like I, I say to myself, okay, wrestling isn't the corporate world. I get that. They get away with shit that we would never get away with in the corporate world. Sure. But at the same point, you they weren't they're not just wrestlers. They have give they have titles that they wanted. Right. The minute those titles get applied to you, a certain set of rules and responsibilities get applied to you. And one of those rules and responsibilities is that you don't go into a room and cause that kind of fight. I, I, well, Schlong, I, I do want to say, though, I, I wanted to make sure to preface and say out of the people involved, Punks looks the worst. But to me, the worst overall is Tony Khan. The, the one with the worst look is Tony Khan because he allowed this situation to perpetuate in his locker room and not address anything. And you know, just let it boil over. 
You yeah. can't do that. As if you're going to be the guy who runs the show, you can't allow it to get to this point. It has to be addressed up front or if things start to bubble up, you need to to take a, a pulse check of the room and be like, uh, we need to have a, a moment, you know, as a group where, you know, we basically put everything on the table and talk about this like human beings. He's somebody who has plenty of uh, of experience in, you know, the sports world in a front office, football, <laughs> soccer, you know, you know how things are supposed to be run. You can't let things get to this point. It, it's he is it comes out f- to me looking the worst because you're the boss. The buck is supposed to stop with you. You can't let things get to this point. And he also treated punk like a shiny new toy who can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. You can't allow somebody to just, you know, get to the point where you think they're untouchable and now you can do this type of stuff. Because I agree with you. You can't just stop him, cut him off in the middle of this press conference. But you can't sit there and nod and agree with it. Maybe when he gets up and goes, you say, listen, I don't agree with everything that he said or something like that, but you can't allow this to happen. It just. So I agree with all of that. The only thing I will say is I don't, first of all, I don't think he was nodding in agreement. I, I don't think he knew how to react. No, I, I, and, agree. And I, th- I think every, like I think hangman and the bucks know him well enough where he could talk to him and be like, guys, what the fuck? Like, what was I supposed to do? I agree. I agree. I think it's just a bad look to have him saying that stuff and just be like, uh huh, uh huh. Even yeah, though, no, so I will also say if you don't think it's okay, like some people are good at managing certain personalities, some people aren't. It's not a, a testament to who you are as a person. Some people, like, so if you think if Tony Khan, if you're if you're sitting there going, like, I'm struggling to, to integrate punk into this locker room, it's not a knock on me. And it's not maybe not even necessarily knock on the locker room or punk. It's just the clash. And I'm not the right one to management. Management, go out and find a guy to handle punk. Just go find him a handler. He doesn't even have to know you're doing it. But just go find someone who knows how to fucking handle him and say, like, here's what I, I need him to get along with the locker room. Your job is to make that happen. You know, the, the other problem too, Schlong, is he put this sort of he put this group behind him, right? Um Pat Buck and Shivani and, you know, uh, Christopher Daniels. He put all these people behind him with shiny new titles. This should have been done at the onset of this company, right? Like you shouldn't be doing this a year in and sort of figuring out your your structure and who people can report to or go to and things like that. It just is. So part of me agrees with that. Part of me understands like you're a growing company. Shit like that gets figured out as you go. I don't hold that too hard. What I hold harsh on is that he came out and cut a promo on Hangman that clearly was going into business for himself, which he gets mad at Hangman for doing. At that point in time, you don't just have a, a like a talent meeting. You have to sit punk aside and be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And be like, I mean, even if you're in the right, that's not what we do here. Listen, I I agree with you. But that's that's my whole point is TK perpetuated this situation. It it's if you don't squash it, you're helping just continue the you know this situation continuing to help this situation, you know, kind of boil over. 
you've got to stop it. It's just, oh, I'm not arguing that he 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 didn't make it way worse. I'm saying like the time he had a moment, right? A He's had plenty moment. of time, but he had a like like a moment recently that was like a shining red light of like this is going to be a problem, and that was when when he cut the promo on Hangman Hangman, and you could have easily and listen, I don't want to like I feel like I'm sitting here trashing Punk because it's so far he looks to be the worst in all this. I have no idea what the Elite and Hangman have done behind backstage i have no idea if maybe they knew not to do certain things with punk and they did it anyway like you don't know that but all those grievances do not get aired out on it on air they are i if i in my job have a problem with a co-worker we do not argue in front of a customer yeah you don't air you your dirty them. laundry in front of in front of the public you just don't it, it's it's a bad look I mean, like, they're a privately it, held company now, but could you imagine if the first of all, they're in the middle of of sort of figuring out what their next TV deal looks like. Now you got to deal with all this. And it happened on, uh, you know, on YouTube live in front of the world to see this whole thing. You've got you've got a company who's saying you got to pull back on your language. Right. Uh, and that then, was misinterpreted, by the way. That came out to be misinterpreted. Understood. But they wanted him to pull back just a little bit, right? Like they didn't want him to knock it off completely. But I just don't I don't understand. It's um this this whole situation is just so fucked. And yeah, like I just it's so but I think what it drives me nuts about the whole thing is it seemed so resolvable. Yeah. Like none of it like now I don't think this affects their TV deal in any way because if anything they're probably gonna get massive ratings at least tonight off of this because people wanted to know what the fuck happened. Um and I agree with everyone out there being like if you can't find ways to make money off of this, you're you don't belong like you, you can't claim to be the wrestler you are because listen, Brett and Sean made money off of their shit. Um Lots of people make money off of people they hate. Um, Edge and Matt Hardy made money off of their shit. Yeah. Like, and, and they had way more real issues. Um, that all being said, I just. But, but how can you, how can you keep a guy like Punk around? Like, that's, for, I never thought there was the reality that he could be let go from this company and they could cut their ties and go both ways. But I'm sort of starting to see, like, yeah, actually, that might be what they have to do. Like, he's the one you cut. You don't cut the four of them. You cut him. You, you keep them at all costs. The four of them. Listen, the four of them. You know, the four. You know, the elite. You, you, it's not because they're EVPs and you can't cut them loose. These are they guys. Are the company. Who, what's that? They are the company. They like, yeah. They, These are the guys who built it they're the guys who really don't cause that many problems. It honestly, a lot of this drama seemed to come up when CM Punk walked into the locker room. Does it seem like there's a common denominator? I mean, what's the, like he is clearly likes to fight with his coworkers. I just, these guys are all CM Punk's what? 41, 42. Maybe. I don't know his exact age. So he's older than us. But not by much, but he's older than us. The rest of the elite are all around our age. Hangman's a little younger. But my whole point of saying that is like, I cannot fathom a group of guys 
and I say guys because they're all guys, group of guys my age who I work with, and we're doing this. Yeah. I just can't fathom it. Like, I can fathom hating a coworker, but I still would work with them. I can yeah. fathom having heated discussions with a coworker, but not in front of the public. Listen, all I know is this. That after this melee, CM Punk is still winless in real fights. So, well, I don't know. The chair seems to have done a lot of damage. Um, it wasn't him though. Yeah. Now the, I don't know how hurt he is. Well, Apparently and that's saying... that's the other thing I wanted to touch on here before we wrap up this first half, and this leads into dynamite, which we'll talk about. But the other thing that was, uh, you know, circulating is the fact that CM 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 Pants uh, seems to be injured here. Um, while all of this is going on about his future with the company, um, news has come out that it seems like there is um, an injury that CM Punk has. I think some people were reporting a torn pectoral. Um, I other heard a uh, pe- tricep. That's, I was going to say the other thing uh, was a torn tricep. If it is a torn tricep, I believe that um that he would need surgery and he could be out for up to a year can you imagine that you just fuck up your foot you come back you tear a fucking tricep i mean this could be a way this could be a way to exit right schlong like you say well listen you're hurt you're gonna be out for a year maybe maybe your time is up you're in your 40s Maybe that's it. And, you know, we'll part our ways. You can sort of retire. If you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else, I guess. But who else is going to take him? I mean, the E could take him, but he's going to be on the shelf for a year. I could also see, like, it being a chance to not, like, to, to, to work things through. Marky Mark, by the way, says Punk will be 44 in October. Yeah, so he should be well above this. Like, what the fuck? But it could be a chance to be like, listen, you're hurt. Go home. Get your surgery. Heal up. Have some conversations over the course of the year when these guys aren't right there. And settle this shit. I think that's the first try you do. I think you, you, while he's doing whatever, you try to heal it up. While it has no impact on your TV. And then if in a year or whenever he's healthy, you cannot solve this issue. Then you make the call. But I think you take the time where he's not there. You'd be like, we're, we're gonna, we have an excuse to not for you to not have a belt. We have an excuse for you to not be on TV. We need you to, we need you to like, let's talk this through. Like, and maybe he needs to just, maybe he needs to talk. How do I say this? He is a he's one of those people that I don't even know him, but I know him well enough because I know these type of people. I'm sure you do too. Where the more wrong he may be in a situation, the more he digs in. Right. And almost like he thinks he's right. Sometimes I think stepping away helps you get away from that because like it stops the fight. Like, he's got to go heal. He's not coming around to stop fight. And then he could sit back and maybe 
be like, what the fuck was I doing? Like when all he can do is be at home and heal up, he could be like, seriously, why was I fighting? Like, or maybe, maybe Hangman and the elite are like, fuck, I don't feel like having this over my head. And maybe one of them call him up and go like, listen, I don't know what we did wrong, but we're so, like, you know, like you never know. You just never. I don't see punk ever seeing the, the fact that he did anything wrong, to be quite honest. That just seems to be his personality. I think even if he sits home, you know, and, and heals up, I just don't ever think that he's going to be like, you know what? I fucked up. I just don't. It doesn't seem I'm like not, he's I, that I can't argue person. that. But then maybe it gives time for like Tony Khan to work some magic or someone to work some magic on him. Or maybe, like I said, maybe the elite make the, the call out and be like, or someone like Danielson can like kind of the problem here too is no one was there to play peacekeeper. Like everyone involved was tied directly to the people in the situation. So yeah, you had like um, Christopher Daniels, but overall, you had Nakazawa, you had Cutler, you had Ace Steel. These guys are all tied to those guys in intimate ways. You had no right. one there like a Moxley, like a Danielson, some like a like a William Regal or a Claudio Casanoli. Someone Claudio a little different because they didn't work together as much, but one of these other guys to be like, whoa, walk with me. Like let's let's calm this down. Like you had everyone. So maybe you, know, you just I just how like if he gets healthy and he's still willing to wrestle there. How do you not? I mean, he has to eat shit. So that's the one thing. Like, he has to be willing to eat some shit. But how do both sides not just go like, we'll eat shit, and then you come back and fuck us over? And I, we have a few Gandalf feuds. I mean, you know, they'd have to agree to, to work on it. I just, I think it's a lot of big personalities. Um, I don't know if they could ever do it. I mean... No, I'm not arguing. Like, I can't actually argue that. Like, that seems to be the truth of the situation that they can't seem to get over their own shit. But it just feels like to me, I don't know. I guess it's just I can't fathom the level of hatred they have over such a stupid argument. Like, there, you would literally have to tell me there's something way deeper that we'll, we're not part, privy to for me to understand this argument at all. Because this is just not an argument I'd care about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, we still don't even know what his status is, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it'll we'll find something out in the next few days. You know, again, the, the news was that they were going to uh, we were going to find something out, um, you know, or his fate would sort of be determined by the end of the day. But you know how that, that that goes. Things always get sort of delayed. I mean, so. the truth is they had a call. They had like apparently he had like a Zoom meeting with AEW personnel at like mm-hmm. four. Nothing's yep. come out about it that I've seen. Um, that might have went well. And they might be like, listen, no one's getting fired. You're all under the same suspension. Which and- I think they stripped the belts of everyone to so that Tony Khan's like, I'm not saying one side's more responsible than the other. Y'all lost your belts. Well, you're they're all also off TV for how, you know, we don't even know. We all we know is that people were suspended. I haven't seen anything yet. Shlong that says it's a like one month suspension without pay or something like that. Right. Yeah, they definitely um, haven't given how long everyone's off TV for, which I really want to know. 
I'd love to know it since we're supposed to be at fucking Grand Slam in two weeks, but it doesn't seem like uh, we're going to yeah, get the Grand Slam's looking awesome even without them, so I can't really complain too much. Sure. Sure. So Thank what God. a shit show. What drama. It's fault. Yeah. Well, that's why she's banned. Yeah. Or she's uh, suspended herself. She's suspended. She attacked Matt over this drama because Matt was very angry about it. Very angry. He actually was legitimately very angry. WCW level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this. These stories have existed. Like this, I, in, in the one defense of AEW, these stories have existed in wrestling for decades. Of course. I mean, Brett punched Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Granted, he was leaving, but he punched Vince McMahon. Arn Anderson got stabbed by scissors. Yep. Like, the, and those are worse. Like, these things happen in this industry. In a, and I don't know why. Like, Jesus Christ. God. I get, I mean, I know why. This is an industry of people with a lot of ang- not anger, a lot of adrenaline, a lot of whatever. The tough guy complex, man. They yeah. think they can really fight. In some cases they can, some they can't. Yeah, nowadays, some of them really can. It's like, oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Well, all I know is this. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to go talk about uh, Dynamite tonight, because it was a good episode of Dynamite. Uh, it was a very good episode. I'm going to be very interested in seeing. We don't do ratings talk here, but I'm definitely interested in seeing what the ratings are going to look like after tonight with all the drama from the weekend. Uh, so, uh, we're going to talk about dynamite tonight. We're going to take a short break. So Ryan and I can grab a drink. Ryan's going to bounce around the walls in the asylum for a little bit. Uh, and we will be back in a moment after a word from some of the other shows that are part of the shining wizards network. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb, and every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? All right, we're back here on the Mark Order Podcast on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, Before we move on to Dynamite, I want to remind everybody, you can find us on our social channels at Mark Order Pod. Uh, So feel free to give us a follow, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, subscribe on YouTube and all that fun stuff, uh, or any of your podcast platforms. Uh, and, um, if you go, uh, on any of our social channels, there is a link tree where you can find links to all our other socials to make it easier for you to give us a little follow. But also more importantly, there is a a link there where you can get some free stickers to support the Mark Order podcast. Get a couple stickers, share them with your friends, stick them on your water bottle, your car, do whatever you want to do with them. Uh, and, uh, you could show us where you put your stickers. Uh, so, uh, if you, uh, hit the button, request some free stickers, give us your full name, your full mailing address and the country you live in. And we will send out some nifty Mark order podcast stickers free of charge. Uh, we just sent some off to Canada schlong. We're international. I know we have been for some time, but more stickers going up to Canada. We're, we're Canadians. The Canadians love us, uh, and they're going to get AEW at some point, too, right? They're going uh, up north. I just don't remember when. So that'll be a lot of fun. At least the Canadians love us. Someone needs to love us. We want some love. It's true. Asian Joe saying, show us your uh, where you put your sticker. Sounds like a dangerous invite. I welcome it. 
Um, Honestly, I thought the same thing. I'm like, that sounds. Listen, but I'm I support it. I support it. I just want to see the stickers are out there in the wild. Uh, so show us where you put your stickers. You want to put them on your butt? Put them on your butt. I don't give a shit. You're wasting your stickers. So I have a question, and I've Yo. never asked this, but I'm asking this time. Yep. And it's about our commercials. Mm-hmm. The, one of the shows. Do you have specify a... which one? Okay. I. But one I of the shows. Guess it. Not radioactive metal. No. Not radio so night it, in Canada. It, no. Not so the shining gives... wizard. Hold on. Not the shining wizards. Nope. How uh, and not uh, your turnbuckle throwbacks, right? No. no. Okay. We're okay. Says okay. It, says it gives an anti PC. It's an anti PC podcast. Okay. That well, there gives you go. News on entertainment and other things without any bias or slant. That's a bias. Thank you. Okay. Just that was you beat me to my question. Remember I, how the no spin zone? That's a bias. Yeah. By claiming no, like we're anti something, you've already put a bias in place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, I just, I just wanted to, to make sure that I, uh, I was, I was thinking right because that just really annoyed me. Yeah, no. Also, forty times you've beaten down cancel culture. I just, uh, you counted, huh? You kept track of forty times, huh? I also would look in the mirror and be like, why do I? need to keep beating down cancel culture yeah it sounds like a you problem at that point asian joe also saying slide into the mark order dm so ryan can see it all no 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 no, no. not in the dms let's make it public because ryan doesn't always share the dms they're always there i know but i don't go looking at them well because no one sends sticker stuff there anymore well right that's that's by design i want them going to the email but that's fine, but that's why I don't share them. It's like no one's ever looking for sticker stuff. Don't send them to the DMs. Make them public where we can all find them. Use hashtag join the mark order. Come on. Unless they're filthy and then just send them to, send them to Ant directly. Oh, good luck. I never fucking check my Twitter. It doesn't even give me notifications when people send me messages. It's a piece of shit app. Yeah, it's not the best app. Much like I have uh, Sirius XM, I listen to it quite a bit. Me too. Um, that app sucks. They have one fucking job, and it's to have a good app that doesn't interrupt play, and all it fucking does is not work. Does yours just stop randomly? Yes. Okay, so it's not just my my downloaded app. It just stops, and then today what it was doing is I'd get a few minutes of live radio. Like, I listen to Faction Talk a lot. Like, I listen to Bennington yeah. and... Jim and Sam, and then I'll listen to the bonfire at five o'clock. Yeah, we listen to a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, today, what was happening? Um, uh, I would get Bennington for like forty-five seconds, and then it was going back an hour and a half to Jim and Sam. I was like, "What the yep. fuck is going on?" Their app uh, blows. It, it's the worst app. That's if, and it just randomly won't work at all. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the car and it works for like a minute and a half. And then all of a sudden the screen goes because it just runs through the app. It's not built into the car. Uh, The app will just go. Something's gone wrong and it just won't play. It just doesn't matter how many times you you start. Yeah, like I have it in my car, too, because I'm already so I'm lucky that like I try like when I'm there, at least I actually get it. Yeah. A uh, couple things. Uh, Asian Joe, Ant was on Twitter a lot this weekend, at least more than usual. Yeah, I was going along with the pay-per-view. Um, 
because I was just big weekend. Booking was fucking weird. David Bauer, Bonfire, nice. Y'all like Legion of Skanks too. To be honest, David Bauer, I don't know about you, Schlong. Do you are you into Legion of Skanks? Tangentially, I guess I'd call it. I like when those guys are guests on other things. I am not a huge Louis J. Gomez fan. Uh so and uh the other guy on Legion of Skanks rubs me the wrong way a little bit too. Who's the so other guy I, on Legion of Skanks? I can't remember. Um Fuck. Uh, it's Big J Okerson, who I like because I like the boss. He's hilarious. Uh, Louis J. Gomez, not a huge fan. He's just a little too much for me. And then Dave. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the libertarian or whatever. Yeah, he I, just, can only again, think, I, would, I could only think of uh, um, J and, and Louis J. But truthfully, I like Louis J was who I was thinking of when I said I like him when he's a guest of other things. Yeah, he's okay as a guest because he sort of tones it down. I just never been into Legion of Skanks, not into the SDRR show either, which is another Big J show he does with. Um, I think it's Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll. Uh, he oh, does okay. it with. So, um, fuck, what's the guy's name? Or... Yeah, it's it's just it's not up my alley. Um but, oh, is that the one he does with um, the older comic, right? Is that the one he does with Florentine? No, no, Florentine no, no, does no. It with someone else. No, there's a there's a different one with Florentine. No, SDRR. I can't remember who was on SDRR, but um, yeah, I I like the bonfire is where I preferred. Yeah, that show is fucking hilarious. I I was uh, I was supposed to go to the Christmas show last year. Something happened. I couldn't go to the Christmas show. Um, maybe this year. Who knows? And I like Jim and Sam. I think they're funny. Yeah, I've, I mean, I I was uh, a very, very long time ago. I don't know if I ever said it. I was a very, very long time ago for a very short period of time, an intern with the Opie and Anthony show. Um, I was never on air because I kept a very low profile. And then I got a real job and I was like, I got to go see it. Um, so I've been I've been listening to Opie and Anthony for a long time. And then I just kept with Jim and Sam and. I was not an Opie and Anthony guy. Oh, I listened to that back when they were on regular radio uh, on WNEW in New York. Um, I actually prefer Jim when he's not around those guys. That show was a lot of fun for a long time. And then obviously right around the end, things got really fucking weird. You could tell like everybody was drifting apart. Yeah, but I just think Jim and Sam have a good vibe together. Plus, Sam likes wrestling, so that's good. Yeah, but he's a fucking, he's a simp. Yeah, but it's funny to hear Jim make fun of him when he calls yeah. it like Wrestler's Mania. Yes, I was just going to say Wrestler's Mania. Um, That's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, speaking of Wrestler's Mania, let's talk about Dynamite tonight because it was an episode chock full of uh, action and intrigue. And we knew we were going to get a couple things, uh, you know, right off the top. Um News reports were out there that Tony Khan was going to address the uh, world championship as well as the trios uh, championships uh, tonight. Uh, so we the writing was sort of on the wall. I think everybody knew it was coming. But we open up the show tonight, Schlong. They give a recap of MJF's return as the Joker at um, at uh, All Out using Tony Khan's voicemail to explain sort of like why, you know, and how they came to a deal. Um and then right after that, I thought it was a little weird to do that and then go to Tony Khan with his backstage uh, announcement. 
And he says that after All Out, he has been forced to vacate the AEW World Championship and World Trios Championships. And that new Trios Champs will be crowned between the Best Friends and Death Triangle in the opening match of Dynamite tonight. We knew we were going to get that match, but we didn't know that it was going to be a title match. So that was news. And then he said the world title will be filled uh, will be filled with a Grand Slam tournament of champions that will conclude at Grand Slam on September 21st. So, yes, we will get that. He also pro- he, he laid out the bracket. Um, I don't have the bracket necessarily in front of me, but if memory serves me correct tonight, we got one match. It was Hangman Adam Page and, and Brian Danielson. And all of these people were champions within uh, AEW before in some capacity. That's sort of the thing. Very smart way to do that bracket. Very good way to do it. So the first round took place tonight. One match took place tonight. Danielson and Hangman Adam Page. Friday night, we get Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, both uh, TNT champions. Uh, Darby uh, was the longest reigning TNT champ. And uh, Sammy is a multiple time uh, TNT championship holder. And then the winner of hangman and Danielson will face, uh, Chris Jericho next week on dynamite. And the winner of the rampage max Dar- uh, match against Darby and Sammy will face John Moxley next week on dynamite. And the winners of those matches will face off at grand slam and flushing Queens. Which, I hate to say it based on the structure of the, the bracket. We know who's winning the Sammy match. Yeah, I think you're because you're going to have Sammy versus Moxley and Danielson versus Jericho. So two guys, both like BCC versus JAS on both sides of the bracket. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, Gordon also makes a good mention here. Gordon uh, mentions that uh, Danielson wasn't an AEW champ. That is true, Gordon. He was, however, a multiple time world champion for other companies. I mean, yes, including ROH, who they now own. That's right. I was going to say not only the WWE, but Ring of Honor. He he definitely was a title holder in Ring of Honor. So you so you can leverage that and still get away with it because it is now. Christ, they use that belt enough. Make yeah, it work. for sure. For sure. So um, the other weird thing is that um, Tony Khan promised a great night of pro wrestling and says AEW will be at their best the next couple of weeks leading into Grand Slam. It was just a weird way of sort of putting yeah. that. I, I mean, this is the one time I forgive him because like, what are you supposed to say there? Yeah. Hey, we know we just had a complete shit show, but stay tuned. Yeah, it was, it was just awkward. He's an awkward dude. I mean, at the end of the day, let's just be fair. He is an extremely awkward guy. He's very awkward. I think he's got some sort of. Probably. I try Asperger's not to or something. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, he's got some of those Elon Musk tendencies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't want it. The guy brought in my favorite wrestling company, so it's hard for me to be like, you know, whatever, too, against them. No, I'm not against them. I'm just saying. I'm not saying uh, you are. I'm just, for those who are, it's like, it's just hard for me. When you bring in my favorite wrestling company, it's like, you're going to get some cheers from me. Yeah, for sure. So they go from that into MJF making his entrance. And I said to Mrs. Money at the moment, I was like, holy fuck. Can you believe if you're MJF? You got to follow up the vacated tournament <laughs> bullshit. But MJF's a pro, man. He makes his entrance. He's wearing his Buffalo Josh Allen jersey. Shlong, he says he loves Buffalo. He talks up, you know, uh, uh, a local, uh, you know, uh, or Josh Allen before getting down to brass tacks. And he says last time we saw him, 
He might have had some offensive stuff to say, but he thinks we can all agree he didn't mean it and was just kidding. He loves AEW. He will never leave this place. And he has to address the big, fat, smelly oaf in the room. Uh, And the world title has been vacated and a tournament of champions uh, uh, announced to crown a new one. And if there's one thing we can agree on, he knows one guy deserves that title. But he works smarter, not harder. So he's not doing that tournament because he's got a chip that guarantees a title shot any damn time he wants. And Tony's also paying... Very smart. He's also uh, says that Tony's paying him a boatload of money, but hear him out. If you think we're in dark times, we're not. And he can't think of a person more trustworthy than a wise Jewish man whose name started with M who parted the sea and led his people to the promised land. He's not saying that he's Moses. He's actually saying he's better than Moses. And his name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And he's better than you and you know it. Schlong, I want to pause there because it was a fantastic babyface MJF in that moment, coming back, talking about, of course, doing some heelish stuff. He's paying me a shitload of money. You know, uh, Josh Allen's the greatest quarterback in the world from Buffalo, blah, 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 like doing all the things he should have been done. That was this whole promo to this point was absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you thought anything otherwise. By the way, the way you just said he's paying me a shitload of money made me think of Spaceballs. We're not just doing it for the money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. money. (laughs) But no, I mean, because you knew the twist was coming, but it was just so amazing. It also, if you want my opinion, like, because I'm with you, I'm like, wow, what a weird place to put MJF. Granted, he then went out and explained why he's not in the tournament, which is super logical. Sure. But also... It put the story back on him. He had lost something because of all this bullshit. And for him to go out and just grab the crowd by the balls like he did, it's like, it's back. Like, you knew, like, he, he, like, yeah, the story isn't as good as it could have been, unfortunately. It's lost a little bit, whatever. But it still shows that he has whatever you want him to be. Of course. I mean, this was played absolutely perfectly. Um, after his return in the crowd reaction, I mean, this was absolutely perfect. Schlong, that's when John Moxley decides to spoil the party and he enters from the back, uh, you know, from through the crowd and he gets in the ring and tells MJF that he's John always uses the rear. Whoa. He likes it in the back. Um, he tells MJF that he's full of crap. And MJF asks if he thinks he's not being sincere in front of all these grotesque lard-ass oafs in the crowd. He doesn't know if John's a little woozy after going to sleep on Sunday, but maybe he's got a point. Uh, I think he also says that the Bills suck and that Josh Allen sucks too at some point. But he said Mm -hmm. maybe he doesn't care about AEW or these people in the crowd, and maybe he just looks at the world title as a bargaining chip that he can use for the bidding war of 2024. Maybe he can take it to a real wrestling company to his friend and mentor Cody uh, Cody Rhodes. And maybe he can work for a real boss. The only con in wrestling worth a damn jolly old St. Nick. And he also quotes his personal hero, the game. And he says, that's what's best for business. And Mox says that, now isn't the time and that uh, MJF needs to leave the ring before he makes him leave. And 
Max tries to take his shirt off. He kind of gets stuck in his cuffs before deciding, um, you know, uh, to uh, to kind of take off and, and live another day. Um, and then we get some more from Mox, which we'll get into momentarily here. So, Schlong, I want to sort of cut it here because, again, uh, nobody, I think, thought that MJF was going to be baby face over and stay with it. Except for uh, Gordon Post. He very much believed him. Gordon did say, yes, I bought every twice that he bought right into it. Um, but man, what a fantastic way to kind of go back. That was the shortest, uh, baby face turn I think I've ever witnessed. Um, and it was just done so perfectly. Um, and I sort of like what they're doing here, heating up Moxley and, uh, MJF a little bit. I mean, we might not get there with the tournament, right? But they're heating it up a little bit. And the other thing I wanted to say, Schlong, is it looks like uh, MJF has gotten himself into some nice uh, nice shape, huh? He looked a, a little bit more ripped up than he has in the past. He looked great. I actually was very happy to see how what kind of good shape he was in, which seems weird. But like, I just feel like if you're going to be that level of heel, I don't know why. I just expect you to look like a certain way. Um, I say this as a fat guy. Um, sure. But yeah, this was just so great. The, the the baby face into the twist. He had the crowd chanting AEW. Um, Mox coming out being like, get basically get the fuck out of my ring, which was great. Mox playing Mox's role, and we'll talk about Mox's amazing promo in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what they needed. Like, since they couldn't get what would have been really awesome from MJF, not through any fault of MJFs, um, this is what he needed to do. Come out and show, like, I am that good. And he yeah. showed that he is that good. Yeah, I mean, he's he just knows what role to play. And I, I've said it before, and I, I mean, if I ever were to run into MJF in the real world, like not at a signing or anything like that, I would hope that he'd be a prick to me because I don't want to meet him and have the whole illusion ruined. I'd be okay losing the, losing the illusion, but... Oh, I'd hope, like, I just run into him. I would just run into him, like, at the mall or something and be like, hey, MJF, and he'd just be like... Yeah, I'm, you know, just be a complete asshole to me. Be like, thank you, sir. Oh, you're one of those fans. Yeah. So Mox goes on to start his promo and he gives a little parting shot to MJF telling him his theme music sucks. But Mox (laughs) continues. It was perfect. Mox continues on and says he's pissed off and embarrassed standing uh, without the AEW World Championship, the only material possession in the world that matters to him. But the belt is really just metal and leather. You can get one yourself. You can buy it and hang it on your wall. But the title represents passion for the sport, for the business, for the vision they had to show the world just what wrestling could be, to take the dark and ugly side of the business and let it die with another generation, to represent the freedom to be as great as you're willing, to dare to be, to be better than uh, you were the day before, even if just by a little. Uh, but the fact remains Sunday he lost and that's on him. He got pinned. That's also on him. He was supposed to be on vacation right now, but there's another chance to take another shot when the game's on the line. And it's a hell of a big rock to push up that, uh, that, uh, you know, hill, but Chris Jericho is the greatest of all time. Danielson, a better wrestler than he'll ever be. Darby, hangman, Adam page, Sammy Guevara, all younger and faster than him. But winners always want the ball when the game is on the line, and he wants the ball. He's going to take that shot. It's not 
it, this isn't just winning time right now. This is the time to be a legend. Schlong, it was a great promo, in my opinion, for from Moxley, especially at this point in time, dealing with all the bullshit, sort of saying, you know, planting his flag, you know, as sort of a company man and also saying that this championship means a lot to him. I think it sort of reset them for where they are. And I thought that this was one of the better promos out of Moxley. This was Mox establishing himself as the leader in the locker room, as the leader in the, and I don't know if there's any actual thing behind that. I'm not saying that I know what goes on in the locker room, but I'm saying persona on TV wise, at least because they know just as much as anything that people are like, well, what the fuck's going on? So to have someone like John Moxley, who every, every fan respects come out and be like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I fucking love this. And talk or praise the business and what they're doing. It just, I think it was to earn a little bit of like, listen, we still have these guys here. We still have stability here. It was just, I think the perfect promo you sort of needed to, to end this first segment of the show tonight. Um, you know, MJF yeah. did his job and then you needed this type of promo out of, plus, out of the face. Plus, I mean, I hate to say it, you just, you just lost your, regardless of whether suspension or injury, you just lost your world champ again. You're going to lose three of your other big guys for at least who knows how long. Um, you need to show some, so show some strength in company. So what do you have? You have MJF, your biggest heel. John Moxley, your biggest face at this point, come out. And you're like, holy shit, they still have a ton of fucking talent. Yeah, they do have a ton of talent. And they'll they'll have people to lean on in the absence of, of these other stars. But again, we don't know... It, Schlong, it could be a two-week suspension. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could be something quick. It could be a two-month suspension. So, it really we, yeah, it really depends on how serious it was. Because, I mean, we're getting, again, just rumor and innuendo. We're not actually getting what happened. Like, we're getting stories. We're not getting... We right. don't have tape. No one, no one, no one have video. No one's seeing the fight. And also, it depends on if they settle the deal with each other. Like, if, if tomorrow all four... Five, because boy, a steel doesn't really count. So if all four participants wake up tomorrow and go like, "The fuck am I doing?" and they call each other up and like, "We're squashing this," and they call Tony Khan up and they're like, "We're squashing this," he still has to suspend them for a little bit just to be like, "Sure, okay," yeah. but it wipes it clean within, you know. So like, we don't know what kind of deal's been struck. We don't know. Maybe maybe it'll come out that CM Punk did eat crow. I doubt it, but maybe it does. Maybe they ate crow just to make things happy. You never, yeah. You don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. We'll find out one day on Dark Side of the Ring. That's all I know. Uh, all right, Schlong, we get into our first match of the night. And again, this is for the AEW Trios, World Chios Trios Championships. Uh, it's the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Trent. I'm sorry, Trent? And Trent? Um, versus Death Triangle. That's Pac, Penta L Zero, uh, and uh, Ray Phoenix. Um, so it was a match we knew we were getting. They sort of laid the groundwork for this last week. Um, you know, Pac was basically telling, uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, that he was a joke. He's not really a wrestler. And, um, you know, they sort of set up this trios match and it wound up, you know, actually having higher, um, higher stipulations. So, um, Schlong cutting to the end of this, we'll give the result. The death triangle do win by pinfall with the black arrow from Pac on Chuck Taylor winning the trios championships. 
So um, it went to the death triangle, but this was a hell of a match. If you ask me, Shlong, this was, this was, uh, you know, a finals quality match. Um, you know, you sort of know what you're going to get from orange Cassidy and Pac. Everybody else is sort of like filling in. Uh, you know what you're getting also from, uh, from the Lucha brothers. And I'd say from the best friends in general, I mean, they've, they've been staples of AEW for the entire run. Yeah. And Trent, but Trent and Chuck, like there would sort of be the odd men out right in the stylistically, because everybody else is sort of this high octane, you know, flippy do bullshit style. Um, and I only say that to give an idea of the style. I like, yeah, I know what you're, saying. you're not actually like calling it bullshit yet. Right. Um, so, um, you know, it's just, you know, but Chuck and, and Trent, uh, can go with pretty much any style and they certainly did tonight. I thought this match was a lot of fun. I was saying, uh, during the match to Mrs. Money on the couch, I actually wouldn't mind if either team won this match, but I think obviously at, at the end going to the death triangle makes a ton of sense. And I'm glad that hopefully that means we see more of Pac on television than less. I wanted the best friends to win. I won't lie. I that I love that team. I think they deserve it. They've been here for a while. But I can't sit back and say the Death Triangle is a bad move. You have the whole point is the whole point of the elite winning. And now, by the way, I got to speak about something I just forgot. But we'll, we'll say it in a second. But the whole point sure. of the elite winning was to establish the belts. Well, with Death Triangle, you have former tag team champions who are absolutely loved, and you have your current All Atlantic champion in Pac, who's our pack. Um, who's 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 loved? So they established it too. I forgot to mention they held out on trios belts for so long for Kenny Omega to come back, <laughs> right? And now he's gone. The fuck! I know. Um, match was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, Schlong, if this did wind up going to the best friends. I would have been totally fine with it too. And I'm, I agree with you. They've been there for a long time from the start. You know, uh, I think at some point they will certainly have those titles, but now's not the time. I don't know. What's that? You want it now? You start doing John Cena. What time is now? All right. Listen, uh, listen, basic thugonomics. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, we go to the Dark Order interviewed backstage, and um, they're basically talking to the team because of all their injuries, they couldn't uh compete in the match tonight for the trios titles. Um, and then Jose the assistant interrupts with a contract for press advance. <coughs> Excuse me, I should have muted my microphone. Um, and um, Evil Uno and John Silver tell him basically to beat it, and then Andrade and Roosh roll up. Andrade says he wants to speak with Vance personally, leaves him with a crush, and we go into break uh, or a crutch. I'm sorry, not a crush. Leaves him with a crutch, and we go uh, we go to break. Uh, the funny part of this was John Silver. Roosh asked John Silver if he was looking for a fight, and John was like, "Oh yeah, I want to fight." Um, so Schlong, it looks like uh, maybe this Dark Order is breaking up. So a couple things. One, I love that they explained why the Dark Order, who just were in the championship match, weren't in the in the the the, the next one. Right, the injury makes sense, especially with Paige being in the, the title tournament. 
I refuse to believe the Dark Order is breaking up. I think they come out stronger. I just I, I refuse to be a negative. I, I just I can't I can't accept it. It's probably the truth, but I just won't accept it. Yeah, I don't want to see it end, but they already moved Anna J out. I feel like, you know, 10, they'll move out. Maybe they'll try to bring in some other people. Maybe they'll go back to recruiting, Schlong. I think, or I'm going to keep doing this until it happens in 10 years from now. Stu Grayson comes back. I wouldn't hate it, man. I wouldn't hate it. I'd love Stu Grayson to come back. But right now, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sorry, Schlong. I know. So uh, back from commercial, they do give us a recap of the women's title match uh, and the footage of Britt Baker trying to uh, apologize to um, Jamie Hayter after the match on Sunday, but uh, not really working. And then we launch into our Penelope Ford versus Tony Storm match. This was a world, a women's world championship eliminator match. So if Penelope Ford won, she would get a title match. Doesn't really matter. Tony Storm was able to win by pinfall. Um, so uh, so there's no issue. Um, Penelope Ford, no shot. Uh, so we're just rolling with Tony Storm for a while here. Schlong, another interesting moment. This match happened before 9.30, well before 9.30 tonight. So that's been a positive that they've, they've decided to move the women off that 9.30 spot. Now it seems to be this is their new spot but I'd actually prefer this spot rather than the 931 so I'm not going to cry. Um I liked this match. It was it was a, a good match. Listen, Penelope Ford is not a terrible I think she was terrible missed, I think they missed that mid-level heel who can take losses. Um she fills that role perfectly. If the bunny comes back healthy, you have them back as a team again. I think there's a lot you can do. Um I just I'm glad that they did the spot. I think Tony Storm's a great looks great as champion. I just wish they'd give me a second fucking match, but that's not for me to complain about right now. Right now it's yeah. just to say I like the time slot and I liked the match. Yeah, the match was uh the match was good. Listen, at least it wasn't a first match thing against Nyla Rose again, right? It seemed to be breaking that <laughs> trope. Oh my god. Um, so Tony Storm's rolling on. We get dueling promos uh in a package between 2.0 uh and then uh Action Bronson and Hook uh on the other side. And um Schlong, it looks like maybe they're setting up an Action Bronson appearance for uh Grand Slam, uh, because he said uh Action Bronson was like, I hear in two weeks you're gonna be in my neck of the woods. So maybe we're gonna get a 2.0 versus hook action bronson thing. I don't know would be fucking weird so i i'm i how do i say this i get it i don't like it i get it i don't like when celebrities are involved like in matches i don't mind when they're there or if like he wraps them out or he does something else i just i don't like them in matches but i get it because it, it is so helpful for your cross promotion and stuff yeah i mean I guess Action Bronson's a big name. I, I'm not a huge fan of Action Bronson, but listen, they're maybe lining up something for Grand Slam. That would be pretty big because they're gearing it up to be a big show. So stay tuned for that. We also get the acclaim come to make their entrance, 
And I think everybody was on the edge of their seat to hear what Max Caster would rap about. But unfortunately, he gets cut off by Shane Strickland. And Shane says he's got a joke for us. The acclaimed are AEW World Tag Team Champions. Ha ha! But then Billy Gunn cuts him off and says he doesn't know if he's listening. But this house isn't his anymore. It's Daddy Ass's house. And then Bowen says that in two weeks it'll be a rematch. And you will be uncrowned champs uh, because we're taking home the gold because everybody loves the acclaimed. And then he scissors with daddy ass and they go to break. Schlong, something I always find super interesting about these moments. The acclaimed Anthony Bones and Max Caster, they have arrived, but they were dressed in full wrestling gear. Came out. We're just going to talk, and then that's it. Back to the back, you get paid. You don't even have to wrestle, but they're in the wrestling gear. Look at that. What a yeah, life. I don't, know, I don't know why they dressed up, but clearly they were going out just to make this announcement, so I'm okay with it. Um, I love the idea of Swerve. I, I don't think Swerve and Lee will be long for as a team once they break once they lose the belts. Um, I love the idea of Swerve as a heel. He's so good. He plays arrogant he plays sadistic he, he's just so good at it and rob humber's like that was not a funny joke it's not meant to be <laughs> that wasn't quite the opposite it was meant to be like i'm a dick yeah um totally. i'm i'm just i'm so excited for this match i'm so excited that the acclaimed are as over as they are that we get to chant scissor me daddy ass um i think there's a legit chance they walk out with the titles that night in front of home crowd I think it'd be a fool. I think they'd be foolish not to let them do it. Yeah, that would be really bad not to have them do it. Because you know what, you can you can tell a story then of Swerve and, and Keith Lee breaking up. Give them a feud, and you have a lot of teams that you can you can put in this match now uh, against the acclaimed. Yeah, because they have arrived. They have um, arrived, and everyone loves Daddy. It's, it's scissoring Daddy ass. So, gotta love it. Shlong, they go to commercial and come back with Jericho addressing the AEW Galaxy. Uh, He's flanked by uh, Anna Jay and then Sammy and Tay. And he's talking about his gigantic win over Danielson and says he's better than ever 400 years ago. Ponce de Leon went looking for the Fountain of Youth. But in 2022, Corazon de Leon has found it and he's drinking it in, man. He's the best wrestler ever, the best sports entertainer ever, and the BWBC. Shivani asks what the BWBC is, and he says to hashtag it. So I don't even know what that is. BWBC? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm bad at that. I'm bad at that game. Um, Jericho says he's going to take the title back because this is his title, his company, and his locker room, and nobody's ever taking that away. Ever. And when it comes to the Jericho Appreciation Society, he's got two little brothers, Sammy and uh, and Sammy is taking on Darby Allen in the tournament on Friday. That's when Sammy says he's going to win. And Chris adds that we don't like turtles because uh, Sammy basically said, uh, listen, we're going to take your turtle loving ass out on Friday night. And if you know what I'm talking about, Shlong, I love turtles. I love turtles. There you go. Jericho says, we don't like turtles. 
before moving on to his other little brother, Danny, Danny Garcia. Um, he knows is going to be, he said, I know you're going to beat Willer Yuta for the pure title tonight, but you're going to have to do it on your own. So no, uh, ringside interference from, uh, the Jericho appreciation society. No, uh, no music, none of that stuff. He just came out. Daniel Garcia. Um, Schlong, uh, I'll say this. Um, Jericho looks great. I don't think he's winning this tournament at all. Um, I think they're giving it to Mox to be a three-time winner. And, um, yeah, we'll sort of go from there. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add about this uh, Jericho, um, you know, promo. I just love that Matt has been so busy working. Then on Twitter, he said, where the hell did Jericho come up with Galaxy? I hate this. And then someone had to explain to him what it was, and then he loved it. Of course he did. But he's been working so much that he hasn't been able to watch. So that just kind of sucks for him. Shlong, the next thing that happened on the show was a short favorite moment of somebody watching on the couch tonight. It was Tony Nese versus Wardlow for the AT or AT&T for the TNT, AT&T title championship. And this was all Wardlow. Um, I think uh, Nice basically like squeezed his titties, uh, his man titties, and then Wardlow headbutt him. Uh, and then that was pretty much it from there. Um, after the match, uh, Wardlow um, goes for another powerbomb, but Smart Mark Sterling props up on the apron. He pulls Smart Mark in instead, but Josh Woods is able to make the save. And Warlow says that he's been hearing that he lost it and that um, the momentum's gone uh, and that he should do this and uh, he should do this and do that. Um, Well, Wardlow is the TNT champion and it's time to remind everybody in the locker room. Uh, And it's uh, this uh, and in this business and all of his fans, uh, it's time to remind everybody, sorry, in the business and all of his fans that, it's Wardlow's world. And then uh, we get a promo from Darby la, Allen la, building up to the la, match. La, la. Wardlow's world. Mrs. Money said she would like a Wayne's World logo t-shirt that just says Wardlow's world. Wardlow's world, party time, excellent. I mean, I don't know if you really want to talk about anything with that match or the post-match. It just kind of was. Um, I don't know why they needed it. Poor Maybe just to fill the Tony time. Nice. Your wife's lover. I mean, she told me I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I mean, she can get Tony Nese. I mean, that was, they were scraping him off the mat. They really were. No, we're good. I'm glad that the, he acknowledged that it does seem like he lost something, so he's trying to get it back. Like, I'm glad they see that. Yeah, and I think that they just have to find him something worthwhile, uh, worthwhile to get him uh, sort of involved with, right? Because there's just really nothing here with this title at the moment. But maybe they're planning it. Uh, let's see. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Or is Darby's basically uh, building to the match with Sammy Guevara in the tournament on Friday? And then Sammy, we're at... I'm going to beat you, Sammy. That's right. Um, then we're at our first tournament um, match. We get Hangman Adam Page versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Um, so I'm going to cut to the finish and then, you know, we could talk about the individual match. Uh, I was a little surprised. Brian Danielson wins by pinfall with, uh, O'Connor roll. 
Um, I don't know. Part of me just thought maybe they would uh, run this back with um, with Hangman. I don't, you know, I don't hate seeing Danielson in the picture since he hasn't held any gold in AEW. So maybe that's what they're thinking. But I thought this match was a lot of fun. And this was the first win for Danielson over Hangman. So a couple things here. Match was awesome. I mean, these two put on great matches. We've seen them. They're amazing. We knew they'd have another fun matches. They did some new spots. It was great. That spot where Danielson pretended to catch his knees on the ropes in the tope. Oh, yeah. And then just get powerbombed. Amazing. Um, I kind of wasn't surprised. One, I think Danielson, as much as Danielson doesn't need to be built up, he did still kind of need a win after just losing to Jericho. Yeah. Um, two, there's two reasons I don't think they wanted Hangman to be this. One, I think it wouldn't be fair to Hangman. Um, given the belt and all the drama that he was the guy to hold the belt after Punk when he is an unwitting player in the Punk dra- drama. Two, it makes me believe the suspensions of the Elite probably aren't going to be that long. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go right back to his story with him. That's my guess on that. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair guess. I just, uh, I don't know why initially I was like, oh, it's going to definitely be Hangman. But, you know, listen, Danielson's awesome. I think Danielson, uh, listen, Schlong, the final could be Danielson versus Moxley. That would be awesome. Kind of hope it is. Be great. Uh, All right, moving on. Uh, Let's see. We get a video package for Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. They send us to break after that. Um, and then uh, we get Stokes and his family, I guess. Um, that's uh, All Ego, Ethan Page, Austin and Colton Gunn, Lee, uh, Lee Moriarty, and W. Morrissey. Um, and he uh, cuts a promo about his ladder match victory when a crew member rolls up to tell him they're short on time and to, and to cut it. And Stokes demands the respect. Um, he'd, uh, give his father and drops the guy with a mic shot. Um, of course, everybody starts to, to beat this guy down and, you know, it is what it is. So Schlong, we still don't really have an, um, like an idea of what was going on with, you know, um, this Stoke crew. I mean, maybe they're just sort of hired guns, right? It maybe isn't necessarily the fact that it was, um, you know, um, uh, oh God, I can't remember. Um, like Moxley, sorry. (laughs) Um, you know, I just don't know. I I don't know. Looks, listen, Stoke is the king of the ladder match. That is the most important thing. I just still don't know. I still don't know what the whole point of this is. Like if they're hired guns or if they're, aiming for bigger things. I just don't know. I, I, I think, I think Stokes Stoke. Hey, it's going to kill me for saying it that way, mm. but I think, um, Stokely one, obviously MJF is his buddy. So he's protecting MJF, but two, I think he is trying to build. I don't think this is like a Jericho society. I don't think this is like a BCC. I don't, I think it is much more transactional. And I like that idea of like, he's trying to build up an army almost to be like, he wants to be on top, but he's not a wrestler. So how he does this is just go grab whatever talent he can get to answer for him right. to him. Um, and I think we're so going to we'll get see. more answers over the next few weeks. 
Yeah, I think they didn't want to go without showing him because he he uh what should we call it? He um he did the MJF thing. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think they wanted to go without showing him, but I don't but I don't think they I think they wanted to like play a little mystery there. For sure. Well, we'll find out more about Stoke and his family, I guess. I don't know what we're calling it, um, but we'll find out more about that in the coming weeks. And then, Shlong, we're into the main event. The Red Death, Daniel Garcia, the hometown Buffalo boy versus Wheeler Yuta for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. They do remind us that this is a pure rules match. Three rope breaks, um, one closed fist uh, punch, and then anything after that is disqualification. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, Schlong again, we can sort of cut to the end here because a lot of the, the meat came at the end, but, um, Garcia wins by submission with the dragon tamer, uh, to win the ring of honor pure championship post-match Danielson comes to the ring and Yuta shoves him aside. And for a minute I was just like, uh Oh, some dissension, but then he pushed him aside just to, um, shake Garcia's hand. And Danielson takes the belt away from him, uh, or I'm sorry, away from Garcia and puts it around his waist. He raises Garcia's hands and Jericho starts to make his way out of the ramp. And he's uh, a little surprised, kind of slack jawed uh, and uh, mouth agape, almost like, what are we doing here? And that's the end of the show. So still, we've got this going on between, you know, um, uh, Jericho and Garcia and... um, you know, uh, Danielson. So this sort of love triangle thing is still going on. Um, but man, I thought this was a lot of fun schlong and the stuff at the end, just to remind us of the story with Garcia kind of between these two factions, I thought was perfect. This match was awesome. These two put on great matches. My God, I don't love Garcia's version of the sharpshooter, what he calls it, the dragon tamer or whatever, or slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, the dragon tamer. Yeah. I don't love it, but it is what it is. Like he delivers it with such passion that I can't like, it doesn't look lazy. It just looks weird to me. Um, But when he was like humping the air at that one point to kind of like sink it in more was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, I love the end that you would have wanted to shake his hand. So he had to get in there. I love uh, Danielson putting the belt around him. You're right. Jericho's face of being like, what the hell's going on? Right. The home of, and Amelia Garcia got to win in front of his hometown, and it doesn't hurt Yuta. Yuta was made by that belt. Let Garcia be made by that belt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I think that, you know, I think that um, it sort of solidifies this is going to be the argument, right? That you're a pro, a, a pure wrestler. You're not a sports entertainer, and it's just going to continue to sort of eat them up. But Man, what a fun match. If you didn't see this match, you should certainly go out of your way to go back and watch it. It was a it was a ton of fun. And overall, Schlong, I thought a pretty fun and enter- entertaining episode of of Dynamite uh after all of the all out drama, sort of drama free here uh with this episode, but we're clearly gearing up towards um Grand Slam. What I can tell you is that um We do know some of the matches we're going to get coming up here this week on Rampage. We're going to hear from Samoa Joe. We're also going to get Sammy versus Darby in the tournament for the the world championship. 
Uh, we're going to have Serena Deeb versus Madison Rain, And then a Ring of Honor Championship uh, title defense. It's going to be Claudio Casignoli against Dax Harwood. That match should rule. Next week on Dynamite, we're going to get Jericho versus Danielson. And we know we're now going to get Moxley. Or, I'm sorry. We know now we're going to get um, Jericho versus Danielson. And we'll know... Um, you know, soon, uh, whether it's going to be Moxley versus Sammy or Moxley versus uh, Darby. And at Grand Slam, Schlong, the one thing that they did announce for Grand Slam is it's going to be uh, Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed for the tag team titles. Um, so a, a couple weeks uh, of action, big action coming up here, Schlong. Like I said, I'm not going to be here next week, so we'll have to figure out what's going on. I text Kate so everyone who's listening now can hear out. We'll probably do it Thursday. I'll try to grab Kate on Thursday and her and I can do it because I won't be here Wednesday either. Um, so keep a, keep an eye on our on our Twitter, Mark Order Pod, and Kate's Twitter, Miss Kate Fabe. Um, we'll give out the exact time that we're going on Thursday. I, I might be a little early. I don't think it'll be much or like won't be like four in the afternoon, but we may be going an hour earlier or something just to finish up a little earlier that night. But either way, um, just keep an eye out because. No one's here on Wednesday, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the following week when it's Grand Slam, we are we we can tell you now we won't be on on Wednesday night. We will be on on Thursday. We'll let you know the time, uh, but we'll be on Thursday doing the show to recap our trip and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the other thing, Schlong, we're kind of gearing up for is full gear. We found out full gear is coming to Newark, New Jersey, so we're trying to figure out if it's going to be a Mark Order pod uh, slash uh, Shining Wizards uh, party. And Schlong, I can tell you this. We are looking into a private suite. That would be sweet. It would be too sweet. Yeah, too sweet, awesome. Mihuski. Can't can't no, so, they did it. Yeah, they're going to do the Friday night in Newark for Rampa- uh, Rampage. And then they're doing the, the show. Um, the following night, uh, the pay-per-view. So that should be a lot of fun. Also, they announced that they're doing in New Jersey here. I'm, we don't have plans to go, but they're doing a rampage. I think, uh, November 4th, uh, they're doing a live rampage in Atlantic city at the boardwalk hall. So makes absolutely zero sense. I'm with you because a couple weeks later, it's time for this pay-per-view. Um, it just was weird to me, but, it would have made more sense to do the, the boardwalk call one the Friday in between uh, dynamite and full gear because you have the uh, it's easy to travel to. Oh, 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 guys, I'm panicking. Is it me? Is it Ant? It's me. I mean, it's Ant. See who's talking. All right, guys. You're going to see me on the show. Uh, I don't actually know how to do it. Anthony has tried to teach me. I refuse to learn. Um, children, it's... Oh, no, his things went away, too. Crap. So we I don't have the outro song that we usually have because he... He had it as like a screen share thing. It's the whole thing. You got to get him in here so I can just hit it. Gonna give him a few seconds. This is my pretty face. You guys all wanted to see it. We know I'm the star. This is my moment. 
I'm breaking things. It's all going to hell. Um, so yeah, that's it. I don't have anything. I, I don't know what to say. That's a host alone. I'm not scared. What's old boy? Oh, I just got a text message. He said, keep riffing. Listen to audio. I just panicked. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Sorry, Shlong. Oh. I just got booted for no reason. I don't know what happened. I, I hope there was panic. I knocked it. something off my microphone. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, and that was a scary moment coming back to see Schlong here by himself. I'm so sorry. You, you I, at the end there, I, I almost uh, sung a sung our outro song. No, I, I texted you too, letting you know I'd be right back. <laughs> oh, well, the ones you did it, I was like, okay, but yeah, I don't know why it just booted me out. It was like, see you later. Um, and I was like, fuck, that's not the end for me. Um, so I'm sorry, Schlong. Uh, you had said something before I got booted off, and I'm sure it threw you all off. I don't even remember what you were saying. But, I don't uh, care. I'm just glad glad you could do the outro. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple things coming up over the next few weeks. Stay tuned to our social. We'll let you know when those shows are going to happen. Um, don't forget about getting stickers. Uh, follow us at Mark Order Pod and then click the button uh, to get your free stickers, give us your full name, your mailing address and the country you live in. We'll send you stickers out right away. Shlong, why don't you tell the people what you're doing when you're not here? Still coming down for my panic. Um, you can find me Mondays and Tuesdays, live tweeting from uh, live tweeting AEW dark elevation and regular dark from our Twitter at Mark order pod. The rest of the week, you can interact with me there. Uh, that's pretty much all I do regularly. Every now and again, I do a, uh, like a select pre-show on Fightful if they have like something, but that is very sporadic and I have no idea when they're coming. Got it. I'm apparently I'm kryptonite for Fightful. Nobody asked me to do shit. So I'm only here on the Mark Order podcast. Uh, so catch me here every Wednesday night. You can follow me on my personal socials, but I'm not really active. So whatever you want. Follow us at Mark Order Pod on our socials at Mark Order Pod on all socials. You can find all of our links on the link trees to make it easier for you. Thanks, everybody, for watching live on YouTube tonight. We always enjoy you guys in the chats. Uh, Rob Humphreys, um, the David Bowers, the Asian Joes, Gordon Post. Um, I know I'm missing a whole bunch of people. Marky Mark Kayfabe, I remember was chatting along we see you guys we don't always get to all your comments but we definitely see everything um so um so we think it's awesome you guys are chatting along if you're listening in podcast form we appreciate you too we uh thank you guys for listening in podcast form that absolutely helps us out so listen uh but more importantly if you can like rate review subscribe all those things or any of those things will help us in our podcast forums that being said, if you've never checked out video, like especially what I can assume five minutes ago when I dropped out unexpectedly and Schlong was very likely uh, having a panic Panicking. attack, panic. um, you should go and see what that looked like on video because I'm going to have to. Um, so, no, I won't break the fourth. I'll break the fourth wall to you afterwards on, on okay. what actually happened okay. there. So if you uh, if you want to see what uh, the video feed looks like, you can head over to our YouTube. Subscribe there, too. That helps us as well. 
but uh, you can check out the video feed. All of our videos stay live, uh, stay on our YouTube, so they never come down. Um, so um, you can check them all out there and, and check out the archives. Other than that, as we said, programming notes, stay tuned to our socials. We'll let you know when the shows are going to be. Uh, I will not be here next week. Sounds like Schlong and Kate are working out of time on Thursday to do it. The following week, we're all going to be at Grand Slam. That's right. Ryan has decided he will be in Flushing. It's going to be a full Mark Order pod and Schlong. Mrs. Money's going to be with us. I don't know. She wasn't there last year, was she? She was not. She wasn't there last year, but I think once she went to AC with us, she saw how much fun it was. Um, yeah, we're a good time. Like, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I think we're working out the details of like if we're going to be hanging out in the parking lot or something beforehand. But stay tuned. We'll let you guys know. If you're going to be at Arthur Ashe, you know, keep an eye out for us. We'll let you know where we're going to be. Uh, and we'll... Uh, We'll see you guys there. But uh, Schlong, always fun with the two live crew here on the Mark Order podcast. And uh, we'll be back. Well, you guys will be back next week at some point. Uh, and I'll see everybody out there in a couple weeks. But enjoy the rest of the week. Hey, Tony Khan promised fantastic wrestling on their best behavior for the next two weeks. So let's keep our fingers crossed, folks. Maybe no it more It will drama. behave. They, <laughs> they will behave. Will oh, be. so Schlong, good night. You got me so screwed up. I missed my catchphrase. Well, that wasn't me. You're getting all you're in the right room. I'll tell you at least that you're in the padded room for the freak out. So. All right, Schlong, good to see you. We'll talk to. Well, you guys will talk to everybody next week and um, enjoy the tournament. We'll talk after Grand Slam. See you. the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.